Hello and welcome to the Sobo Lens Podcast. This is Jim and Joe sharing their stories and life experiences. Sobo today for a better tomorrow. This is Life Through the Sobo Lens. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Sober Lens Podcast and your weekly chance to hear two dads rant about life and sobriety. As always, I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Jim. Hi, Jim. Hey, Joe. How are you? How are you, everyone? I'm good. Hope everyone out there is ready for a great episode. This week's episode, we'll be touching on compulsive behaviors and the effects it has on the sober individual. Compulsive behavior is almost always common among alcoholics and drug users. We tend to have addictive personalities and do things to excess. Since my journey of sobriety started, I've become a big-time online shopper. I've also shopped to excess at the grocery store many, many times, including today. It's as if I just need to have something when I see it now. This could be anything from records, fragrances, or clothing. I've touched on these kind of things with a recovering colleague of mine, He jokingly admitted that he was in the process of wanting to get rid of all the expensive guitars and motorcycles he had bought with his own compulsive shopping ordeals in his last day of sobriety, except now he wanted to swap them out for entirely new ones. I realize that I'm not the only one feeling these sort of manias. It is true that sometimes we substitute one behavior like drinking with another, but we have to at least try to keep it from getting out of hand. So far, I've managed not to spend away my rent money, thank God. I've also had a hard time getting my credit cards down. I seem to want the luxuries in life now even more so than when I was drinking, whether it's a new mattress or a shiny new ring from Etsy. I know that I'm not the only one dealing with these bouts of compulsion in my sobriety, and I'm eager to hear others' thoughts on this. Perhaps our listeners can leave some comments on our blog and Instagram and share some of their own stories of compulsive behaviors. I'm sure Jim has plenty to add on this topic as well, so let's get started. Definitely. So this is a good topic this week, uh, compulsive behavior. I was compulsive when I was drinking, that's definitely for sure. People would say, you wouldn't do X, Y, Z, and then I'd go and do it especially when buying drinks at the bar. The bartender would yell, last call, and I'd buy as many beers as they'd they'd give me, usually two and a shot, sometimes five or more, and I'd try and suck them all down before they kicked me out, no matter matter where it was. Uh, You know that. Absolutely. If we had a party, you know, me and my roommates, I needed to buy two 30 racks for my own personal stash, knowing damn well I didn't need 60 beers. But then there goes the compulsive behavior in my alcoholic mind that told me to do it. You know, mm-hmm. you, need, you need these beers. I didn't need 60 beers. So I was recently online and someone posted a meme on social media the other day. And it had uh, four different liquors. It had Aftershock, Mad Dog 2020, uh, Svetka, and a couple other liquors. And the meme said, what's the craziest thing you did? with one of these one of these drinks so i responded to this person years ago i drank two fifths two fifths of aftershock and got banned from a college campus (laughs) i also got a friend expelled from the same university i'm surprised i wasn't arrested 
I'm not proud of anything I've done while drunk and in my compulsive mind. Compulsion for me also goes for gambling. Uh, I go hard while I'm not, while it's not the best decision. If we're at the casino and I'm down, if you say we're leaving, I'll say fuck it and bet like a maniac trying to hit big so I can cover what I've lost or leave with even money. And that's no way to be either. Uh, you brought up records and you know I love music. Since I stopped drinking, my record collection has grown exponentially. <laughs> I view this con I view this compulsion as to say, hey, at least I'm not drinking, right? I used to buy myself sober gifts each month of sobriety. Some small, some big. Small being a record I wanted and large being a nice pair of headphones for a few couple hundred bucks. It's not like I was buying boats and cars or crazy stuff like that. I do believe sometimes we trade one addiction for another, and you definitely hit the nail on the head with that. But I take buying a few records or a pair of headphones over drinking and drugs any day. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason I called our podcast and blog The Sober Lens was because it's how you view yourself and see yourself traveling on your sober journey. But it's also how others view you. We all have impulses and urges and get, can get compulsive at times but it's how you handle it. There has to be an ebb and flow. If you take your journey in stride and you're in recovery, to me, you can treat yourself to something nice. You just need to monitor it. This, to me, this means bills first. I make sure my wife and son have what they need, and then I might buy myself something nice that I've been wanting. Uh, budgeting is definitely a good tool to utilize in your sober toolbox. I feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I've, uh, I always, you know, had a little bit of this with the shopping, um, over the years, but it, it's increased exponentially coincide, coinciding with the, the quarantine as well as the sobriety, um, which went hand in hand for me. Um, it's just crazy. Like I, I must have about 50 different perfume fragrances, colognes, whatever you want to call them all in a drawer. And, uh, it's a compulsion thing. I mean, I don't need 50 bottles of cologne, but I saw them and I thought it was a good deal and I wanted them. Uh, I just, you know, I just did it again with sweaters for work and things like that. I can't just get one. I got to get the whole shebang. Um, you know how that is. Yeah, you, you definitely, you don't need, you know, you don't need eight sweaters for work. You, you can do it on, you know, buy a couple and then you, you, you do it like that to me anyway. The same thing with the cologne. I mean, I might buy a bottle here, a bottle there, but, you know, mm -hmm. cologne goes bad after a while. I know. <laughs> it does. I know. I'm going to end up having a big yard sale uh, if and when I buy a home. <laughs> Someone, some guy who's like a frag head, like uh, looking for sex panther is going to get real lucky. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, uh, I have... I mean, even when I go shopping now, I mean, it's, you know, today I went in for bread and I believe cream, bread and cream and maybe bagels. And I left with $160 worth of groceries. I start with a handheld basket and then I leave with a cart full. Um, and I, I felt bad. I, I stole this uh, little Hispanic woman's cart who was working there. And 
uh, I was like, I'm just going to take this. I'm sorry, but I need it. And I understand you're using it. And she was, you know, ah, like yelling at me, <laughs> but I couldn't find a card. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, but, um, you know, you can work through compulsion. I think if, as far as there's a ton of different aspects of, there's compulsion, there's bipolar, there's along with the mania, mm -hmm. and there's different things. And, and again, I've said it before during other episodes, there's no shame in getting help. Getting help is the, I, I sound like a broken record speaking of records, but there's no shame in getting help. Um, I, I've seen people, again, I'm over a year sober now, and I've seen people in the sober community help each other on a daily basis you see it online you see it in life and it's it's refreshing to see but there's no shame in getting help uh, there's no shame in reaching out at all amen i uh i wholeheartedly agree with that um and you know you that coincides with you know medication and all those great things that uh we've come so far in we uh I definitely need to maybe start some new medications. Uh, I still need to find a new primary care doctor because my my guy left and moved to Philly because his wife was also a surgeon and they had to leave. And I, it's been like two years. I still haven't found a new primary care doctor. I've just seen the, uh, what do you call them, the practitioner there, the nurse practitioner. Um, yep. So, I mean, and then they always refer me to, you know, the, the psychiatry people or the, the medication and, and psychologist people. And I... They don't, because of like certain things, whether, you know, their holidays or then now the quarantine, it would be months and months and I would forget. And then they would schedule it for a day that I know I can't do it because it's work. And I just got to really hammer it down, you know, hammer the nail down with it and just get to it and maybe get on some new medications because mine have seemed to level out over the last few years. I've been having very, very bad anxiety. I know I was telling you that earlier today myself. Um it's just yeah, bad. <laughs> we kind of, uh, Joe and I kind of do like a, a team meeting and bounce ideas off each other for the podcast during the week. And then uh, we kind of go at it and uh, here we are, you know, but you were definitely saying that uh, early it, we were talking and, you know, there's everyone has with, with the way things are going on now in the world, everyone has anxiety and everyone's, you know, up in arms and the littlest thing sometimes can set people off. Like, again, not sound like a broken record, but I'm guilty of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, my wife's like, I'm dying to come on your podcast and I'll let the listeners know, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're not having, we're not having guests on until after the, uh, after the new year, which we're not. And I've had numerous people from social media uh, inquire about being a guest on our podcast. We are absolutely not going to turn anyone away, and we want to uh, have people on and have them tell their stories and connect with other podcasts and get the message that there is hope out there for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, we're not doing this for monetary value. We're doing this because it helps us first and foremost, and we want to help others. That's that's why I did this. Absolutely. You know, and I, I kind of recruited you and I think it's a great aspect to help keep each other sober and keep each other in check. Because to me, I can't tell someone, oh, I'm 
you know, I, I run a solo podcast and I'm doing this and then I can't slip up. I can, obviously, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that hypocritical person and say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I run runs a podcast by night, but by day is a raging alcoholic. <laughs> right. That's 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 not me. I'm not about that. So I did this to keep myself in check. And I knew by, you know, once you got on the road of the righteous and I offered you, you know, to help me co-host and I knew it would help you. So that's what it's all about. You've definitely have. Like, and, and like I said, you know, I said to you uh, the other day when we were bouncing our ideas, it's funny that every week we've done it, that the whatever we're touching upon that week has really something I've experienced in that week. And it's almost like a like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, it, you know, and it's therapeutic too. You know, you can, you know, don't, you know, don't pay for therapy. <laughs> the, the disclaimer: We're not. You know, <laughs> I'm not knocking therapy, but I was going to say, don't pay for therapy. You know, come to the Sober Ones yeah. podcast. But uh, again, I, I, we, we, I crack jokes here and there, but it is mental health is a real issue. And again, I'm here to. I, I'm not licensed in any state by any means and i just i do this because i want to help people and i've had people reach out and i know you have too mm -hmm. and someone's listening and as long as one person gets something out of this then i say job well done absolutely if it keeps me sober and i can share stories and some of them might be funny and some of them might be sad and what have you but mm -hmm. if i can share my stories and they benefit someone mm -hmm. then to me we did our job absolutely and yes that is a big disclaimer we have as much medical experience as like dr Katz and uh dr quinn medicine woman remember that show <laughs> it's i'm just being facetious obviously <laughs> but uh yeah so i i think this is so therapeutic for us as well as our listeners uh, I just hope that, you know, our listeners are getting as much out of it as we are. And, uh, I know most people are, so we've had some really great feedback, uh, on blog and on Instagram. And I mean, I've, I just started Instagram and we've really ballooned the last couple of weeks on, on my own account, as well as the sober lens account. And people have just been so great in the sober community at sending, uh, messages my way and Jim's way and, you know, welcoming and, and, you know, all this cross platform kind of thing. So it's like the family you never knew you had. Yeah. And it's just amazing because, you know, like they say in this, in this community, them helping you is helping them and Jim helping me is helping him and vice versa. And it's, it's just a really, really great thing. I agree. Um, I, uh, I did want to um, share something that I, I wrote for the Daily uh, Canticle today. And it's just a quick um, quote from Psalms 119, which was written supposedly by the great uh, King David of Israel. And it's, uh, you are my shelter and my shield. I put my hope in your word. And I think that rings very true for each and every one of us in the recovery community. I, I agree. You know, you, your word, to, to me, your word is everything. Mm -hmm. If you say you're going to be somewhere um, and, and you you need to be there. 
Um, I have a handful of people I can count on, you know, really close friends and family. And uh, if I say, same thing with you, like if I say, hey, we're going to be, we're going to do this, or we're going to do that, you know, we're there for one another. And your word has to mean, you know, as they say, word is bond mm -hmm. and you have to, you have to be there for people. Absolutely. And that goes for us with each other and also with, you know, our creator, with God, you know, he's, he's our hope and, you know, our hopes in his word. And I mean, that's, you know, the giver of life. And, you know, even if you're not, um, you know, Christian or religious, um, you know, I think that can still inspire you a quote like that. I agree. Um, you, anyone can be inspired. You know, it, it doesn't, this to me is more than it's more than one religion it's everyone it's the culmination of all of us coming together mm -hmm. and and th that's the sober community to me it's everyone it's all walks of life it's you know every people who don't believe in god people who do believe in god coming together for the greater good of helping each other mm -hmm. You know, I know I know people that aren't religious that are they they believe in something, and as long as you believe in something and you believe in helping others, then you're cool in my book. Absolutely, that's it's so true. Like what you just said, uh, you know, the whole uh, there's so many walks of life in this community from every, I mean, country and city and culture and religion on our on our you know Instagram alone, and it's it's pretty amazing when people are all congregated because of one idea or one feeling or in this case you know the sobriety uh it's a it's it's a comforted it's a comforting thing and it's also a uh, a very spiritual you know uh, it's a giving spiritually kind of thing i was listening to another podcast called sober gratitudes and uh it's run by a woman named sarah and she has guests on as well. And she said, it's, it's, it's a gift. And when you, on one of the episodes, I forget which one. And she said, it's a gift and you need to, I'm paraphrasing here, but those who accept the gift are better for it. And again, it took me a while to get it right. And I, I live day by day and, uh, I just, I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, and I, you know, being, being cool enough and being open enough to receive the gift of sobriety and then actually doing something with it are, is what I want to do. What's well, um, like spreading the gospel, you know, of sobriety, you know, in to para to paraphrase it's, Again, we, we and we'll probably say this until they lift the ban. I do want to try going to AA, and I, mm -hmm. you know, I do want to just meet other people. And again, through the podcast, meet up in the Instagram and all the social media outlets, meet other people, and go to podcasts and events, and and live life, but gain something from what we've done absolutely. here. Absolutely, and I, I hope we can go together to a few. You know, absolutely, because I, I don't. I intend on taking this as far as it'll take us. And I feel like if you work sobriety, um, even the people that don't go to AA, you don't, as long as whatever works for you works for you, but as long as you're willing to 
be around others and I don't knock anything. If you got sober, great. If you, you know, if you did a cold, cold turkey, if you, however you did it, through medication, through therapy, whatever you need to do to get that enlightenment and feel empowered and feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. good on you. Absolutely. Um, I hope we get to go to some uh, some of those meetings and, and get together soon. Um, I mean, I know they still have the Zoom things available and all that, but I just, I just, I would much rather go in person than... Um, the, 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 the face-to-face interaction to me is, is where it's at because you don't have to, from what I understand, I've never been, you don't have to share. You can just go and listen. And that's what I've been doing. I usually listen to a couple of different podcasts at night before I go mm-hmm. to bed. I'll put one headphone in and have another headphone out. And, you know, we got the baby monitor. Once I hear the baby cry, we're mm-hmm. up. And, you know, that it, it's it's calming. And, it's again, it's nice to know that there are others out there like you that the, the people that are doing this because they want to. They're not trying to gain financially off it but they're trying to gain wisdom and spirituality and just be there to help people mm-hmm. you know? absolutely um should uh uh oh so i also before we get to shout outs and all that um i did want to bring up uh an album i've been listening to uh this week uh, i listened to it again and uh, jim's familiar with it as well it's um it's very soothing music to my ears i was having a bad day today and so i just kind of drove around listening to it and really it really helped to mellow me out and put me in a better mood and it's uh uh chet baker sings by chet baker and uh if anyone had if anyone hasn't heard it i suggest you you get to it um i think i believe it's the first album he sang on and you know he was just a virtuoso trumpet player up to that point and then you know, they realized he had this whole other side of him that that he could do, you know, the singing and whatnot. Um, and it's just really soothing. It's got a lot of great songs by him. And, you know, one that sticks out is uh, that old failing. I believe that opens the album. And uh, maybe we could put some of these uh, suggestions up on the blog and talk about them on Instagram and we can get people's feedback on them as well. Absolutely. I'm going to create a section on the website too, that for, uh, we're going to do a, what are you, what, you know, what are you listening to now? And Joe and I will put up different, uh, different things we're digging. Like he said, he was listening to Chet Baker. Uh, I have been kind of listening to a nineties grungy playlist all week, uh, with the likes of smashing pumpkins and Pearl jam and temple of the dog. And, uh, Neil Young, you know, because he's the godfather of grunge, if mm. you will. Um, he's not, you know, some of his stuff come out in the 90s, but I don't really have, I I kind of just threw that out there. But as we move forward, we're going to pick uh, an album we're digging weekly and throw it up on there. Joe and I will throw up an album apiece and we can converse about it. And again, it's just another another tool in the sobriety toolbox, another hobby. Uh, we both love music. music. kills the soul. So. Uh, for sure. It's funny that you were listening to the night. I've been listening to 90s stuff all week as well. Uh, a lot of, um, for some reason, Nirvana and even some 90s pop stuff I had on, like uh, 
Britney Spears and uh, the Spice Girls were on this playlist. I don't know. It just made me feel nostalgic. I was never a big fan, but it made me feel like it was 1997 all over again. <laughs> uh, all right. what, whatever works for you. Not Again, not my cup of tea, yeah. but... If that you do, well, I wasn't other... ever a fan of them, and it just happened to be on the playlist. And uh, you know, it started with some other bands, and then it got into that. And I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a very diverse musical decade. The 90s, it went from you know, Alanis Morissette and Nirvana to them on the playlist, and it's like, oh, wow, probably the last great decade of music and, and whatnot. Yeah, so uh, what do you want to do? You sure, want to do sure, you want to start. Sure. So uh, I have three of them. Um, sh- I want to shout out my friend LB. He had seven and a half years of sobriety. Unfortunately, he slipped up due to mm. Corona. Um, he meetings were shut down and there was only Zoom. Uh, he since now has 45 days sober. Uh, this shows that none of us are immune and we must stay vigilant daily. I want to wish LB continued luck and give him, send him my prayers. Uh, when I got sober, he was a big motivator for me. And he, again, he had seven and a half years. So like I watched, he was like, oh, I got two years and three years. And it doesn't stop after a year. It doesn't stop after five years. You have to, you have to stay on top of it. And you, you can't take it for granted. Absolutely. And, you know, that that's like the people that, oh, I can have one drink. If you're in a situation like we're in and you need to have 10 drinks, it doesn't, you need to keep it moving and work it always. Uh, sorry for going a little off topic there. Uh, as always, I want to shout out Ron for our beats. He can be found at the Key Man One. I can be found at the Sober Lens on all social media. And Joe is on Instagram at Soberlens Joe and our website is musicartandbrews.com and it is in the eTree link on all of our social yep. media. So uh I, I wanna I have a few shout outs. Uh one is to uh my buddy Phil. I know he was kinda having a rough week. I uh I actually uh, I talked about him in the uh the opening a little. Um he he's thinking about getting some new guitars and he already has some really nice guitars and uh, I don't think he needs another motorcycle. So if Phil, you're listening to this, um, it, you can get yes, Joe a motorcycle. Exactly. That's what he's saying. <laughs> One of your Gibsons <laughs> or Martins or whatever too, as well. Uh, but I also want to do a shout out to anyone out there who has relapsed this week. Um, I've, uh, as Jim just touched on it, uh, I've seen a lot of people have in the last week either relapsed or coming back from a relapse and uh, just know that uh, we're praying for you. I'm always uh, having, I always have you in my prayers, all you guys. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay to do that. I mean, you never lose the days that you had sober. Uh, I believe Phil, my buddy Phil actually told me that. You never lose those days. You still have them. You just got to get back on track. And I know you will. And you know it's it's great for you to uh, to get back on track. And uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to the Golden Heart um, page on Instagram. They are a uh, an awareness raiser for any kind of uh, syndromes, disorders, and mental health. Um, and they asked uh, if we would follow them. And I said, sure. And they look like they're doing some great work and I'm a big advocate for all that kind of stuff. So, uh, 
I wish them well, and uh, I'd love to uh, continue following them and see where they go. Okay. Amen. I'll do the same, and now, like you say, we're all here to build. We're going to build together. Uh, if that's all you got. That's all I got. Have a great weekend, everyone. Take Thanks care. for tuning in.